PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed insurance agents. The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer, and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years, and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens, with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Retirement Planning Redefined with John and Nick and myself once again chatting about investing, finance, and retirement. We're going to talk about decumulation, five things you must know about decumulation to retire successfully. We're going to get into that in just a second. Of course, if you've got some questions, need some help, reach out to John and Nick at PFG Private Wealth. That's pfgprivatewealth.com. That's the website you can stop by at. And gents, what's going on? John, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I know it's been a while since I think we've done one of these uh, sessions here, but um, enjoying the summer, little, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a busy summer for myself, and uh, you know, Nick Nick can speak to what he's been up to. But yeah, it's definitely been busy. But uh, my little one started kindergarten, so uh, I'm yeah. uh, adapting to uh, that life of uh, drop off car line and pick up, which is <laughs> um, you know, which is fun. Yeah. Do you, uh, you I don't know if you remember this movie or not, but you remember this Michael Keaton movie, Mister Mom. If you haven't seen it, you should go watch it because you could probably relate to it. Uh, the whole car line drop-off thing is hysterical. And that was from like <laughs> I, the 80s. I'll definitely go check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right now, my wife's uh, she's studying for a board. So uh, okay. I've, been, I've been helping out with all that stuff. And uh, yeah, it's been interesting. It's a, it's a great movie. It's a great old 80s movie. Um, but yeah, the, you could probably really relate to some of the stuff right this minute. Especially when you mentioned that car line thing, it made me think of that because he just, he has the hardest time understanding and getting his mind wrapped around the whole car line thing. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, so yeah, definitely check it out. So Nick, what's going on with you, buddy? I know you've been traveling and running around. Yeah, I was uh, recently up north, hometown in, in Rochester, New York. I've got a lot of friends, family, and clients uh, up there. So I uh, did my yearly pilgrimage and... <laughs> <laughs> um, so just kind of catching back up from, from being back and readjusting to the, to the heat. So yeah, all good. Gotcha. All right. Well, good. Well, I'm glad you guys are doing well. And yeah, let's, let's get into the five things we need to know about decumulation. First of all, it's a big fancy sounding word, but really it just is the spending of your assets, right? I mean, we've accumulated the money. Now we're going to decumulate it. So it's just kind of a fancy way of spending down what we have saved. So on this episode, let's point out a few items 
that people might want to think about to retire successfully. Let's start with the first one, Nick. I'll give this to you. Uh, just a lack of support. Like I think if you go in, obviously if you type in any kind of uh, financial something or another, you're going to get you know 18 billion hits on Google. And a lot of it is about how to accumulate money versus not too much necessarily about the decumulation side. But I think if you're working with a good financial professional or an advisor like you guys, obviously that's where some of that support's going to come from. A lot of that support's going to come from, but there is a real lack of that, it seems like, if you're just trying to do it yourself. Yeah, it's interesting. The perspective that people tend to have for this phase of their life, as far as, you know, whether you refer to it as decumulation or the distribution phase of life, is oftentimes kind of ingrained in them from their parents a little bit. Mm. So what we've seen a lot with people that are really entering or soon to enter into retirement, and I had this conversation recently with a client is, hey, you know, we know what our expenses are. Um, we have an idea what's going to be coming in from Social Security, and we just want to protect our principal and go ahead and uh, just take interest and dividends from our accounts because that's what we know from our parents, and that's kind of uh, that just makes sense to us. And so the conversation that we kind of get into and, and we take them really have to like force them to go and review the plan that we've put together because. The plan will really lay out, you know, how this is going to be structured and kind of the underlying components can be a little bit confusing. And so as an example, you know, when I explain to somebody that kind of brings that up, that that's what they want to do and help them understand that, hey, you know, on average, your dividends uh, on the stock side of your portfolio might be around 2% if you want, you know, solid stocks. And then, you know, from an interest rate standpoint, you know, maybe you're looking at two or 3% as well. You know, if, if we're looking at a million bucks, we're talking a total of 20 to $30,000 a year. And mm -hmm. that will often send them right into a panic attack. Um, and so understanding how these things tie together, understanding that, you know, with the advent and the prevalence of things like exchange traded funds and mutual funds, where we can do fractional shares, and we can kind of break uh, accounts into like a short-term, mid-term, long-term bucket to help us, you know, try to preserve some principal over time uh, via growth, uh, but also have a safe withdrawal uh, kind of rate and strategy is really important. It's hands down the most uh, misunderstood, you know, but important thing uh, when, when it comes to retirement planning. Yeah. And I think what we've seen a lot of, um, a lot of advisors and client or, you know, a lot of advisors, individuals focus on just accumulation. So it's really just, you know, kind of building, building it up. And they never, as Nick, Nick mentioned here, there's never a strategy for as far as how do you actually start taking that money out? And, and it's, you know, it all comes back to, you don't want to start planning for that once you retire, that really needs to be you know, as soon as you can. But in reality, kind of when you hit that red zone of five to 10 years from retirement, I'd say, or towards 10, you should really start considering, hey, what is my distribution strategy? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we, we do kind of get wrapped up in the accumulation thing and we tend to forget about these other stages. And it leads me really into the second topic, guys, on this, which is it's funny. Well, maybe not funny, but it is interesting how the fear of spending is really real. Like at first, when I first started, I've been doing this now for a number of years, talking with advisors all across the country. And you think, hey, you, you get to retirement, you're looking forward to finally spending your money and having a good time and so on and so forth and enjoying your golden years. But many, many, many people are truly afraid of actually spending what they've saved. And I think a lot of it probably comes down to just confidence 
But uh, it's a real thing, kind of getting over that hump and getting comfortable saying, okay, it's okay to spend this money we've saved for the last 40 years now. What do you guys see? Yeah, no, we see the same thing. It really is, uh, again, back to the accumulation phase or savings phase in this scenario. Um, they're just so used to getting a paycheck, saving it, and then they live off of their paycheck. Well, now uh, now your nest egg is now retirement, that, uh, providing that paycheck for you. And the, the biggest fear for retirees is not running out of money. So with that comes, you know, am I, can I spend this much? You know, what, what will my assets or what does my plan look like if I continue this, this spending or if I go buy this? So it's important. And we've had scenarios where, you know, the plan really does give clients confidence of, you know, when they look at it and say, okay, if I continue my current spending rate, I have X amount at the end of the plan. And the, the cool thing about what, some of the stuff that we do and we get to see our clients see it is um, we'll show, hey, what if you spend an extra 10 to 15 grand over the next 10 years for a vacation? And we'll model it out and they get to see how does that affect their overall plan? And is there still money left at the, at the end? Is there an, enough money left where you feel comfortable? And we find that when people see that, and you know, there's there's two versions of it. And one's like a, a very detailed kind of actuarial <laughs> cash flow number, which mm-hmm. is kind of boring to look at. But then we also have a chart form, which just makes it easy to understand. And it's okay, you know what? I can go spend that money, and it just provides a, a nice peace of mind. And we've had scenarios where you know people see that, and then they go do kind of some of their goals, whether it's buy an RV, do this vacation, you know, spend time with family. So it's the the fear is definitely real, and. Um, it's important to have a plan to to give you some peace of mind to see if you uh, that you're not going to outlive your money. Yeah, and, and I think definitely it's it's that confidence factor, right? Because oftentimes people that are in good shape they just don't really feel comfortable that they can go through that transition period. And I think that's a lot of the value that you guys bring to the table by saying, okay, now we've built the plan. I've showed you this is going to work, and then you're there as that kind of coaching sounding board to say, no, it's it's okay. We can get over this hump together. You're going to be able to enjoy this because that's what you've built up and work towards. Now, we know obviously we're living longer and there's more things to be, you know, there's more risky stuff out there and not even talking about the crazy kooky world we find ourselves in right now, but just risks in general, if we're talking about the decumulation phase, which is when we're into retirement, the risks in general become more numerous, especially financially speaking. Yeah. So one of the things that can impact a retirement plan or this phase of somebody's life, this decumulation phase is what's called the sequence of returns. So essentially what that means is that on a typical case, people think in uh, terms of average rates of return. And and that's understandable because that's how kind of most people are taught, but there can be an average uh, over a 10-year period, a 15-year period of, you you can call it six, seven, 8%. But if the even though it averages that number, if the losses are incurred early on and and they're significant, that has a much greater impact on how long the money will last than if those losses come further on down the road. And so that's why it's important to you know really have a strategy uh, to to understand that the plan should be consistently updated and you know what ends up happening, especially in one of the things that I've started to see a little bit is, you know, the markets have been up for the last, you know, six, seven, eight, nine years. And so there's a little bit of, uh, I don't know if euphoria is the right term, but a, a little bit of a sense of invincibility for some people where it's like, hey, I, you know, I keep taking money out and it keeps going up and that's great. And that is good, but it doesn't always happen like that. So when we have these risks of, you know, AC goes out, 
child loses their job and you help them financially, you get grandkids, there's a change to social security, you have a health issue, all these different things, you know, we're trying to prepare for, you know, all uncertainties. And so making sure that, um, you know, your investment strategy is really lining up with your overall plan is important, even in, even in good times, which is what we've had for quite a while. Yeah, no, I definitely would agree with that statement for sure. You know, and uh, John, listen, hey, They've passed another trillion dollars just a few weeks ago. At the time we're taping this podcast, now they're talking about another $3 trillion. Uh, so focusing on tax consequences has probably never been more important than what it's going to be over the next couple of years. Whether they sunset, they do nothing and leave them alone, and they sunset back to the old uh, means here in a couple of years, or they make some changes, you got to have some focus on taxes. Yeah, taxes are definitely an eroding factor on your money, especially going into retirement, you know, because that for the majority of people, that's their, the IRA pre-tax money is typically their, their biggest part of their nest egg and they're, they're pulling it out. So every time you pull out, you know, hundred grand, you're getting whacked with taxes on that. So it's important, you know, again, kind of that red zone area, you, even before that, you want to start planning for kind of what you think your tax situation is going to be, but also you want to start planning to have the flexibility to adapt to any type of tax environment. So you can basically limit how much taxes you're actually paying. So example, you know, if, uh, Nick mentioned some risks where let's say you have a health event, you need to pull out 30, 40 grand. It might be nice to have some tax-free money, you know, AKA, you know, kind of some Roth money um, that you can pull from. So you don't really jump into a higher tax bracket and just start paying, you know, enormous amount of taxes that you could ultimately have avoided. Yeah. I mean, again, we, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. It's all those kinds of things we know and we hear about it. But if you're not talking about taxes as you're preparing for retirement, I mean, I'll go out on a limb and just say you're doing it wrong, right? So you've got to make sure that you're factoring that in there and having those conversations. And if you're not, well, then that needs to be a, a red flag as well. So at the end of the day, we got these five things I mentioned. Here's the fifth one, guys. So just leveraging the lifetime income. Uh, we got to replace a paycheck, whether it's for one year, five years, 15 years, 25 years, 40 years. Uh, you know, it'd be easy if we knew exactly how long we we're going to live, but we don't. So you've got to have that thing ready uh, and you've got to leverage that income for life. Yeah. It's um, one of the things that we try to kind of emphasize with people. And, and one of the keys to planning are the, uh, is that everybody's situation is different. So when you talk to your brother, your sister, your friend, your neighbor, you know, whatever, and when I was just up north, I'm reminded about I was reminded about how much people love to talk about just everything. And, you know, being down in Florida, people tend to be a little bit more private from what I've seen. So, you know, people are, oh, yeah, I did this. I did that. I did this. And one of the things that I try to emphasize to people on a consistent basis is that, sure, your sister may be doing X, Y and Z, but maybe your sister has a pension. You know, maybe your sister's mortgage is paid off. Maybe your sister didn't have kids. And so her situation and all of the decisions that line up with that are very different from yours because, you know, you don't have a pension. Your house isn't paid off. You did have children that cost you more money. And, you know, and let alone the risk tolerance from the standpoint of the market, that's a whole different ballgame. So when we evaluate, things. Uh, one of the things that, you know, when we go through a plan, one of the things that we typically go through with people is just looking at options from the standpoint of uh, guaranteed income. And, you know, in reality, the only way to get guaranteed income is through annuities. And a lot of people have a certain perception of annuities or they don't like them. And we always try to remind people that, hey, our job is to make sure you understand 
what options uh, are out there and available for you. Make sure how you know that they work or would work for you in your situation. And then if it's something that you don't like, then we just don't do it and we move on. But, you know, when we factor in Social Security, you know, whether or not somebody has a pension and or whether or not they want to have some uh, form of guaranteed income in the future, you know, it can really make a significant difference, not only from just like a pure planning standpoint, but also from a peace of mind standpoint. You know, one of the things that uh, is probably underestimated uh, are how people emotionally respond to different things that happen in the market and how that can impact their decision making. No matter how many times somebody, you know, says, hey, I know I need to invest long term. I know I need not to be reactionary. When it when it hits the fan, <laughs> right. it's really hard not to be. <laughs> so, um, uh, so, you know, Nick, I'm going to yeah. stop you for a second. A perfect example of that was actually when coronavirus hit. I think we, we had a true indication of uh, how much risk some people are will, were willing to take. A hundred percent. And so this is that whole you know, I referred to it a little bit earlier, this like level of euphoria over the last few years that, hey, everything's going well, or we've had conversations with clients where maybe they've, they've used, you know, some sort of annuity or some sort of guaranteed income, you know, product. And it's like, well, hey, if I would have kept it in the market, it would have done this, this and that. And it's like, yes, but what we did was we separated that money and we gave it a certain job. And as long as that does its job, then we have a lot less pressure on everything else, including your brain and your emotions. And that cannot be underestimated. Yeah, absolutely. Well, those are five things, folks, that happen or can happen during the decumulation phase, which, again, is a fancy word for the spending of the assets that you've accumulated uh, through the years to get to retirement. So hopefully that helped you a little bit, gave you a couple of useful things to think about. As always, if you've got some questions, we talk in generalities here on the podcast. Make sure you're checking with your advisor or reach out to qualified professionals like John and Nick before you take any action. You can find them online at pfgprivatewealth.com. That's pfgprivatewealth.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast podcast while you're there on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever platform you like to use. We put these out uh, uh, quite often here. So you've got definitely a lot of content. You can go back and listen to some past episodes and of course, get notified when new episodes come out as well. So guys, thanks for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. Glad to have you back in and chatting with me and I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. We'll be getting ready for football season. Yes, sir. We'll catch you next time here on Retirement Planning Redefined with John and Nick from PFG Private Wealth.